Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 118. I'm Joe Dobbs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And we are here with more Star Trek, the next generation. And more Picard, more Riker, more Data, more Crusher, goddamn everybody. LaForge, whatever. Um, I'd crush her. <laughs> with the Crusher. Not him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we call it. Before we get into that Star Trek stuff, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, doing? I'm going to go first because I finally have some stuff to talk about. Um, so I went over to my parents' house. That means I watched some movies with my padre, and I watched three things. The Silencing, uh, which is about... A guy that lives in the woods, a sanctuary area where you can't kill animals, and um, he is a drunk. His daughter got kidnapped, and it's a thriller because there is like a serial killer who's trying to get all the young women, apparently. And there's a twist on who it is and why he's doing it. I didn't like the twist that much. Uh, it was very late because you don't see this character until like late into the film and you're just like who the fuck is this guy i don't know this guy and you only see him like one time lazy yeah but uh it was all right i rented it six bucks whatever uh netflix was that do you recommend it sounds like now i recommend like the first two acts the third act is where it kind of like goes off a little bit i'm not gonna watch just the first two acts of a movie yeah um Netflix has a new show with Hillary Swank, um, an astronaut movie. Is this the one you were talking about crying about or something? Yeah, it was fucking emotional in the first episode. Like, every episode, you're just like, fuck, this is, like, a bummer. But, like, it, it's, a, it's a good payoff. I started watching the first episode, and then I couldn't stop watching. Um, you just... Shit was happening every every episode and if you're trying to uh, know what it's about it's about a crew that's going to mars and they have this you know long journey but and kind of think about like apollo 13 meets imagine them going to mars that's pretty much the show i don't want to imagine apollo 13 going anywhere that went poorly <laughs> exactly but this one they have a lot of challenges do they get out of it I don't know. Watch Sounds it. stressful. Yes, it's a stressful and emotional show. Uh, there's a there, there's a lot of situations that it's like are kind of stressful. It's like dramatic, but if they if they're on like a train or they're just like in a building, it's one thing. But if you take those situations and either put them underwater or in space, I'm immediately like, oh holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like for example, I'll give you one example. So the water system broke. And their backup broke, uh, worked halfway, meaning that they have half the water. Uh, and then that broke. <laughs> so what they had to do is because there is ice that is forming in between the, the spacecraft, they had to drill a hole in the spacecraft before puncturing it outside of space and try to grab that uh, ice, and then it would obviously melt into water is this show like scientifically accurate yes it is okay so it's stressful in that as well 
because mm-hmm. there's stuff that happens and I won't say it because it's a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, I got wasted one night. I want to say Sunday. Um, I was watching with my dad a Mark Wahlberg movie in Boston, Patriots Day, and that's about the marathon Boston bombing. And they made a movie out of it. John Goodman was like the fucking police commissioner. And um, oh, then then, uh, who's the fucking actor who plays uh, JJ in uh, Spider-Man? The Tobey Maguire one. Oh, um, Simmons, something. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he was in it. He was really good for like a couple of scenes that he's in. It's it's emotional, but it's like these movies like it's so fucking sickening to see taking a tragedy and making a movie out of it. I, I get it why they do it, but it's just like you're making money off of fucking terrorism. It's terrible. Um, but anyway, I digress. It was it was good. If you get past all the politics and all the, the, the stuff that happens to it, just like Mark Wahlberg is just being Mark Wahlberg as a cop. Um, so I recommend it. Uh, one last thing, I played a little bit of Alan Wake, and that's going to be my next um, uh, accelerated gamer. I'm still terrified of that game, but anyway, you're Andy, tearing your uh, your hit list right down. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Andy, what about you? What have you been doing playing? Um. Well, after watching. Uh, one of the episodes we're talking about today, I put on, uh, well, I put, after one of the episodes, I put on Star Trek 3, just randomly, like, I accidentally, the, the the fire stick, like, did a weird thing, and I landed on it by accident, and I'd already hit enter, and then it was, I was like, oh, I guess whatever, play, but I fell asleep during that, so I don't really count that, but the second time I watched one of these episodes, I decided to watch Star Trek 6, for no reason other than I just really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we we already talked about Star Trek 6, so go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear about what I think about Star Trek 6. Um, I was at my girlfriend's place, and she was like, oh, Mulan's on here. I want to watch that. I said, no, it's $30. We're not watching that. <laughs> so uh, on a whim, we watched Inside Out and Onward. Uh, those movies are both really good and, and, and make you a little weepy at certain points. I uh, That's the second time I've seen Onward. I really like that movie. I, I think it's just because I'm such a D&D nerd. Like, I like D&D shit, and the movie is mostly, like, mages and fighters and gelatinous cubes and dragons and shit. So there's that going, too. But it sucks so much that that movie got, like, undercut by coronavirus because it was in theaters, like, when stuff was ramping up. Mm-hmm. So its box office was, like, abysmal, like, really terrible. That's why they put it on Disney Plus so quick. And it's not fair. Like, everyone should watch that movie. It is really good. Um, I also watched uh, this new Best of the Worst. I watched that. It was hilarious. Um, I played and beat Doom 64. I can't remember if I talked about that last week or not. Did you play you it did. on a pregnancy test? <laughs> no, not on a pregnancy test. On the Switch. But uh, that game is hard as shit. But yeah, I already talked about it, so whatever. Um, I, watched, I was watching uh, Summoning Salt on youtube he's the guy who does breakdowns of world records like who beat the world record and what year and how they did it and the new techniques and sequence breaks and all the technical mumbo jumbo and so and so beat so and so by a second that's all it took and he had the world record that kind of stuff well i watched the episode about sonic 2 and 
I won't swear that I beat Sonic 2 when I was a kid. I've been saying I did, and I remember kind of beating it, but I think I beat it with, like, the help of a friend or my cousin or something. But I think I beat it. But if I did, it was, like, more than 20 years ago. And I was like, I'm going to beat Sonic 2 because I've tried to beat it as an adult, and that last boss is just such an asshole. I, it takes more than eight hits, right? Am I crazy? I think it takes, like, ten or something. It's, like, eight to ten, but it's, you have no rings. Right, you know, you have zero rings. There's no there's no buffer on that boss. You have to beat two bosses with no rings. The first one's really easy. Yeah, like after you get it down, like the first one, I can hit him like twice every time. It's it's it, it, once once you get it down, but the the egg robo egg whatever it's egg mech, fuck that thing. Egg and Gundam. Been, yeah, the egg Gundam. I've been stuck on it for a long time, but last night or not last night, whenever night before last, I finally beat that motherfucker. He has like a really small window to hit him in his soft, not soft underbelly. And it's frustrating too. I think I was thinking a lot about like the psychology of that fight. And it's not a hard fight. If you have all the patience in the world, like to avoid his attacks is actually pretty easy. Cause all he's got is like the stupid little targeting thing and he'll land on you, which is easy to avoid and he'll shoot his hands at you. And that's like it. That's all he's got. So if you're really patient and you just pick your shots, you can beat him pretty easy. But I just I'm I'm an idiot and I'm always like, oh, I'm going to sneak in a hit here. No, you're not. You're going to die. And then uh, uh, capstone to that. I don't want to talk about this too much because we're going to talk about it a whole bunch in the future. I assume I got back on the Death Stranding train. Woo. A year in the making. Well, almost a year. <laughs> I, I, I expected it to be like, uh, I guess I'll play Death Stranding. Uh, this is such a chore. I, I immediately was like, oh, yeah, I like this game. Like, I think I just needed a break. I played it. I, I, I expected to play it for like eh, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and then you know get ready for the show. I ended up playing it for like an hour and 20 minutes and barely getting to save and then come to record the show. <laughs> I really like it. There's some missions in that game. Where you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna do one more, and then you find out you look at the clock and it's like an hour and a half. And yeah, I mean, every mission is like, okay, uh, uh, cross two time zones, go, and you're <laughs> like, oh, that's nothing. I'm just gonna walk right over to Mountain Knot City, no big deal. And you forget how fucking long that takes. And it's annoying when like you're like, oh, it's just around the mountain here, and then all of a sudden you're just like, fucking BTs everywhere. I'm like, fuck this. Uh, but I digress. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that on Accelerated Gamer because I have a lot to talk about on that. So, cool. uh, anything else? Uh, I, I think that was it. I watched some, like YouTube. I watched a bunch of Simpsons, but nah, who cares? Okay, Zach, what about you? <clears throat> uh, watched. I have not watched too much lately. I watched uh, the Star Trek episodes we're going to talk about. I am in the middle of watching WCW Saturday night. I just watched Sting accept Vader's invitation to the White Castle of Fear. <laughs> um, uh, playing, uh, I've played it, played some Mortal Kombat over the weekend, Mortal Kombat 11, with, with some friends. And um, I've mostly been playing... Uh, Marvel's Avengers since I got it in the mail by surprise on Saturday. I thought it was going to come Sunday. I want to hear more about that specifically. 
Well, um, yeah, like it took me a little while to get it installed and stuff because it had kind of a big patch. And I was trying to figure. What were we gonna say, Dubs? How big? Because I, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't paying any attention to it. But um, I was also trying to figure something out with a pre-order bonus I was supposed to get, and I didn't get, and I got it cleared up. Yeah, so that that was another reason why I didn't pay any attention to how long the install was. Um, and I've pretty much been putting a lot of time into that ever since. Like, I played it a bunch Saturday night, and then I played it a bunch yesterday. And I'm like about fifty percent through the campaign now, and I've been playing it for I want to say maybe twenty-ish hours. Yeah. Who's your favorite Avenger? Who's the most fun? Uh, who's the most fun? Well, I still haven't gotten to play as Captain America a lot yet. I don't have him yet. Still, let's see. Like oh. he's like the last one. I assume you get. Oh, okay. I figured if you're halfway through the game, they they gave you everyone. I've got everybody at this point. I just now got Thor, and that was fun to play as Thor. Uh, but like, I like playing Iron Man a lot. He's fun because you fly around and shoot shit. And you, you you say funny stuff while you kill people. <laughs> uh, I like playing him. I like playing Black Widow a lot because she's, she's kind of fast. She zips around and you do like martial arts shit, and she has guns. Guns are cool. Multiple guns too, not just eight a pair of pistols. <laughs> um uh and uh hulk's pretty fun to play too i feel yeah. like his his jump should be a little further than what it is but like yeah whatever that's like my only nitpick about hulk so i'm guessing you got this playstation because of spider-man well I, yeah well that and i mean i have an xbox but i don't i almost play nothing on it because one none of my other friends have one except you i guess <laughs> and, yes. And two, Was that an I guess you have an Xbox or I guess we're friends? I guess we're friends. <laughs> no, the reason why I'm asking is because I'm on the fence and you're you're saying it's it's decent and I have another friend that's saying it's decent both on PlayStation. So I might and and I I heard it's co-op, right? Yeah, it can be. I've been able to play a lot of missions by myself. There's been some stuff where it's like, fuck, if I did have another person in here, this would probably be a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. um, but you can play it totally on your own. Um, the only thing, the only bad things I've noticed so far is uh, when there are a lot of enemies or there's like a big screen effect going on, like there's gas everywhere mm -hmm. and you're fighting and shit, uh, the frame rate tends to chug a little bit. So this might run better on a PS4 Pro or like the the better Xbox or whatever the fuck. I actually um, heard that PS4 Pro is not that great either, but I feel like Xbox would do the same thing. Who cares? I mean, maybe if, if you have a choice, if you have both, why wouldn't you get the PlayStation one? Because you get Spider-Man, but with the Xbox version, you, it's not like you get Spawn or something. You you don't get anything, right? Dude, yeah, dude. If Fucking they had spawn on fucking Xbox. I'd fucking I fucking go insane. I get that more than Spider Man. I love Spawn. I, that was a deep cut. I was referencing uh Cell too. Yeah. I didn't expect him to say that though. But uh yeah, I mean I like the Spider Man game and as far as I know that's uh, I, I guess this is supposed to tie into the game verse they're set they've set up with the recent Spider Man game, I think. Yes. Really? I didn't well, know that. 
because well, he has it's the that, white logo. Yeah, it's that Spider-Man that appears in it. So, <laughs> and then the, he there was something where uh, you go around in New York and you find the Avengers Tower, and he says, "Oh, the Avengers, blah blah." So it's confirmed all oh, the Avengers fucking exist in this universe here. So, you know, but um, other than that, story's been pretty good. Everything like that. Um, How's the voice acting and cast? Uh, the voice acting is pretty good. There's some recognizable people in there. I think Troy Baker's in this, obviously. And yeah, I, him and Nolan North are in every game that's been made. Yeah, in Nolan North's in this, too. I'm not sure which is which. I think Nolan North is Iron Man. I'm not 100% on that. But, uh, um, I I don't know. Why? <laughs> I remember they announced the voice cast like it was a big damn deal. Like they were talking about, oh, look at our all-star voice cast. And I was like... These guys are in every game. Who cares? It's not really an all-star voice cast if they're like in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that said, Nolan North is a fan-fucking-tastic voice actor. I don't want to like detract. Troy Baker, too. I don't want to detract from them like being extremely good at what they do. It's just, you know, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, we got we actually got Robert Downey Jr. to voice Iron Man. That's never going to happen. Holy shit. <laughs> Troy Baker is Bruce Banner. He's Banner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, actually, now that you bring that up, yeah, a couple times when I've like been paying real close attention to him because Banner is really, uh, he's super low key. He's very, very timid. Sometimes you have to struggle to to listen to what he's saying, he's which makes key? sense. No, he's not low key. I wish low key was in this game <laughs> because uh, Thor is very. He talks very much like how he does in the comics. Fie! Avast! <laughs> like, <laughs> he doesn't say avast, but you know, shit like that. So, yeah, Nolan North is Iron Man, uh, Laura Bailey is Black Widow, and Travis Winningham is Thor. Now, if, you, if you're probably like, who the fuck are those people? Well, Travis and Laura ba- uh, Bailey, they're on, uh, I don't know if you watched the show Critical Role on uh, Geek and I Sundry? have seen it. I'm not like an avid watcher, but I'm... Well, weird. Laura Bailey's been in a bunch of anime, and she's done a bunch of video game work. So, like, that's somebody, if you pay attention to one of those two things. Oh, and Jolene Anderson, uh, the voice actor of Ada Wong, was in the game as well. <laughs> she but played, yeah. She played, I don't know, Monica. R- 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 I can't say that last She's name. one of the bad guys in the game. That's e. all. <laughs> um, I Yeah, there's not much else I can really say about it yet that looks real specific so far because I'm not done. I haven't played multiplayer yet. I haven't tried to. So... Tell me yeah. about it. If you do get up to it, because that's one thing that I would go to PlayStation. But if it's not up to par, I'm, I might get it just for Xbox. I got a couple friends that are looks like they're going to get it, too. Hopefully that'll be within a couple weeks or so. And then I'll be able to comment on that more when that happens. Cool. Anything else yeah. or is that it? Uh, I'm, re- I'm still reading Secret Wars. I'm, I'm, I'm in Marvel Overload right now. <laughs> um, such marvel I am just at the point where Spider-Man gets the symbiote costume he doesn't know that's what it is but yeah you know um, surprise that's, that's motherfucker pre- <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it though that's, that's, that's it for me alright I guess it's time for some Star Trek so I kind of want to say this before I get into it because Andy and Zach know I'm big into politics I did not choose this episode because of the current situation in America. I just think it was funny how it's kind of close a little bit uh, with the whole, you know, 
if we cause violence, we're, we're going to get our answer. And the... I think it was more of a comment on the IRA and stuff like that that was actually happening at the time. Oh, yeah. It's I understand during that time. But like me, like picking that be like, oh, it's, you know, with our current situation, you know, because they I wasn't, about... even, I wasn't even thinking about that, honestly. Yeah, because when I watch it, I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, they're talking about martyrs and stuff. And, you know, with the the I'm not going to go into it, but the current situation where people were getting shot and stuff like martyrs for their uh, side and all that stuff. And I'm like, huh? Anyway, so this is a Dr. Crusher episode. Um, Not a lot of Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. There's not a lot of good Crusher episodes, right? Not that I recall. Um. I, I think it's one of the characters that they had the hardest time making interesting. Like they're always like, "Oh, she's a, she's a mom, and her husband's dead, and that's what's interesting about her," which is kind of unfair because mm-hmm. the Doctor should be a really interesting character. Look at Bones, for instance. Yeah, and I, I have to say this is probably one of my favorite Doctor Crusher episodes. So they're on this planet. I forgot what the planet's name. Whatever. Um, but they're delivering medical su- supplies, and then out of nowhere, a fucking bomb blows up. Uh, you know, kind of like what Andy said with the IRA stuff, just <laughs> the explosion terrorism, and mm. then she gets kidnapped. Uh, I I do like the interaction between uh, the doctor and Picard in this episode because she's like, I'm not obeying any order because I you know want to be doctor and want to heal people. Uh, but if you want to go, then fucking leave and shit. <laughs> and of course, you know Picard. He oh, I want to say most of the time he always listens to Doctor Crusher. He never like goes and uses his full power of captain unless it- they keep it a little ambiguous. But there is. There's a precedent for like in in the real life military, and I've seen this in a lot of other shows and movies and stuff. Orders from a doctor can, in fact, supersede a superior order mm. or a superior officer if it's relevant to like safety or health or something like that. Like a doctor kind of gets to do their own thing in the right situation, apparently. Yeah. But I, I don't know if that's what Starfleet's doing or what. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of the? "Quote unquote terrorists." Uh, I think it was kind of interesting with the the dimensional th- uh, transport that they had going on, <laughs> and they were like killing each other just to get like the upper hand on their enemy. Um, but what 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 did you think of them? Uh, did you think that they had a good leader? Uh, did you get the idea that he was a softy because of Doctor Crusher? What's your guys' opinions on him? Uh, I hate the ham-fisted part where he's like, you're from the North American continent, right? I'm just like, you're George Washington. I was like, there's no fucking way he would know who the fuck George Washington was. (laughs) (laughs) But he tries to, I don't, I I don't, I, he is charismatic. They do a really good job of writing him to be like, oh, this guy is, he's interesting and he's obviously a compelling leader. But it's still like so it's really hard to put my finger on what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. Uh 
I don't know. I still, there was part of him that I really didn't like. And I think that's on purpose. Like, I don't think you're supposed to fall for this guy. I think you're supposed to be like, man, what a fucking asshole. But he is kind of a nice guy, but also fuck him. Oh, he drew her eyes. Apparently that, that human. <laughs> fuck you. He's still a murderer. But also like, is what he's fighting for good? They, they don't give you enough backstory. Like they just say that they want independence. And yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. I, I, of course people want independence, but I don't understand, like, why. Like, is the government that they want independence from tyrannical or are they – I don't know. Like, you don't learn enough about, like, the socio-political bullshit behind it. And I don't I don't think that matters to the episode too much. No. Zach, what about you? What did you think of the leader and, I guess, the terrorist group, whatever they're called? Um. Yeah, I'm kind of agreeing with Andy there. I think – if they were trying to like, uh, I, I think there should have maybe been a little bit more about like what the climate was, but if, if you're trying to get this done within 45 minutes, I, I don't think it would be possible. Yeah. I don't think a two parter would have paid off either. Like, I don't think there's enough in this story. No, you'd have to stretch it out and then it probably wouldn't have done as well as what it did for well, they, what it accomplished. Well, they blurred the lines a little bit on both sides. Like they had sympathy on both and made them like both bad people. Because then you have like the other group like, "Oh, they they don't want these people here." Um the head, I guess was, was she like a commissioner or like a head of the military or whatever, head of the police? Yeah, she, something like that. Like it was her job. They they said, "Go to this sector, you're in charge of the police. Stop this terrorism." Which is kind of like Jesus Christ, that's impossible. <laughs> Space terrorism is different from regular terrestrial terrorism. But, uh, <laughs> like, they they put, like, some feelings on her. Like, I, you know, just want to be home. I want to, you know, not, not walk with bodyguards and shit because apparently they're, they're trying to kill her. Uh, they also, yeah. They, also well, they, they made it a point, actually, to point out that she was she considered herself to be moderate before she took this job. Yeah, and like, then it was like after she'd been in this job for like a month, she was like, "This is this is ridiculous." Like, what the heck? fuck these people? Yeah, <laughs> like basically. And they kind of did do a little backstories here and there. Apparently, like with the whole you know, the the bus transporter of kids and a teenager like blew up, and they're just like, <laughs> I like the part where she's like. Oh, they they thought it was adults or you know police transport, but how does that make it better that they they wanted to kill people and it was, uh, they were sorry that they killed kids. Yeah, it was still going to be innocent people. Like, I mean, it is kind of more disgusting that it was children, but fuck you anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, we went to kill all the police officers instead. I we kind of I kids. kind of like the interactions between the police chief and Riker more than I like the interactions between the terrorist leader and Crusher. I I don't know why. I I just thought they were more interesting. Yeah. I felt a little weird with Riker in this episode because I couldn't tell his composure. I don't know if he was like sickening by the violence that was happening on this planet, like oh my god, bombs and guys are killing each other, like yuck. I need to get the, down to the bottom of this. Is, is that is well? That judging what... from the society that I mean, he's from Earth, and in the twenty fourth century, like there isn't terrorism on Earth. There's no war. Everyone's like a unified thing. Like to him, that would be like 
you know, pretty outrageous, right? And he's seen a lot of stuff in Starfleet, obviously. Well, not until uh, Picard, the show, but fuck that show. <laughs> um, it's it's still, this is a weird kind of side thing. It, I Forget it. Never mind. Never okay. mind. I was going to, like, spoil the hell out of a ton of shit, but never mind. I can see it. <laughs> um, it. It was a nice little episode. This episode surprised me a little bit because, you know, I like the part where <laughs> where he's like, oh, your son is on that ship? Well, I, I'm sorry. He's going to have to die <laughs> because, like, I need to send a message and all that stuff. So they, they use their little uh, techno uh, technological fucking dimensional thing to get on the ship and start shooting fucking people and planting a bomb. Seems like that would be, like, crazy difficult, too, because they're, like, warping to a moving target. Mm-hmm. That part's kind of exciting. I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah, that was cool. I liked the the bit with uh, Jordy beaming the bomb off there. That was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the part where uh, Troy was like, um, Council Troy, she's like, oh my God, that's him. What are you doing? And she's, she's like, uh, he tramp, tramp, put his little uh, insignia. Yeah, I like lock onto my signal and beam me off the ship. And everyone's like, what? what? And Picard's like, I get it. I know what he's doing. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Picard was interesting in this episode as well because, you know, he gets kidnapped. Um, by the way, he punches the shit out of that guy. <laughs> I was like, yes. When he yeah. just fucking ran at that dude and punched him in the face. Because <laughs> did not even hesitate. Because think about it, like Picard is all about diplomacy. He's never about violence unless he has to use it. Oh, he'll fight a bitch though. Yeah, and this. I almost chose. I wish I would have chose. There's an episode where he gets like stranded on a planet with like some other guy whose language he doesn't speak, and it also kind of shows like he's kind of a badass. And it's also an episode about how great of a diplomat he is. I should have Darmok, I think it's called. Mm-hmm great episode too um but like dude he punches the shit out of him and then you know he gets captured and it felt a little weird because he was like we got to get out of here we can't trust these terrorists like he was doing very american you know we can't negotiate with terrorists kind of thing that's i mean that's any militant organization if you're captured it's your sworn duty to do everything you can to escape like within reason, like without getting yourself murdered. Riker's the opposite. I felt like in this film because he's like, "Go back to your guy. I'll, we'll discuss any type of uh, negotiation." And, well, it's because Riker, Riker saw the writing on the wall. He didn't want to get drawn into this bullshit conflict. He says, "Look, what do you want? Just give us your terms. We want, we want Doctor Crusher back." I, I like that scene too because they're like interrogating him, and he's like, "I'm I'm sick of this. This is stupid." And just like tells him, <laughs> "Okay, go back to your people." <laughs> and then that's pretty much the next scene where you know, obviously, they go in the Enterprise and they start shooting up people. And then Riker comes on the ship and he's like all surprised. He's like, "I just I just told the guy to go back to his people and we're gonna talk." And <laughs> and you have your answer is what she says. Yeah, kind of like I told you so, kind of fucking shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Picard was like, you know, he's captured. He's like, again, being bipolar with Crusher because Crusher is like starting to have feeling, not feelings as for love for the, the guy, but like, oh, he's a nice guy. We don't need to like kill him or shoot him or something like that. I still hate, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't get it. She's like, he drew these pictures of me. He has a kind and generous heart and soul. 
no fuck him yeah. that's stupid <laughs> i don't care <laughs> i don't care if the guy has the mind of leonardo da vinci <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Picard made a point. He's like, you're aware, you know, when you're a hostage, you Stockholm Syndrome, he didn't come out and say it, but she's like, no, I'm aware. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to, like, downplay uh, Dr. Crusher's intelligence. Like, she still, like, behaves very reasonably and tries to talk him out of stuff and is telling, like, like the child, like, oh, you could grow up to do this if you grow up, kind of being like, you shouldn't be doing this. This is, this is bad, you know for mm-hmm. your future and health. I think what they were going for was she's try she must be the kind of person who tries to see the good in everybody and just, you know, like, hey, why why are you such an asshole? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Stop being an asshole. And finally somebody listens to her at the end of it though. Yes. She's like, no more killing. She points at him and he goes, okay. And he puts right. gun down. <laughs> By the so, way, I like that scene, but I also thought it was fucking cheesy and cliche at the same time because, like, you know, the, the commissioner lady, she's like, oh, you know, he he's a martyr now, and that's just a new leader. And then Riker's like, no, maybe this is the last, you know, putting the gun down is the, you know, right thing to do, and, you know, things will get better. And I'm like, eh, maybe. But at the same time, it's just like, <laughs> it's so cheesy. And uh, I don't know. I, I did I, I, I chuckled and rolled my eyes a little bit when that happened. Mm. Um, I don't know. There's nothing. Crusher uh, Wesley, by the way, um, which is Will Wheaton, if anybody didn't, didn't know. Uh, oh, Will Wheaton was uh, Re- Wesley uh, Crusher in Next Generation? The guy from Big Bang? <laughs> <laughs> I, almost, I almost didn't get your sarcasm. Okay, that's why I was good. I'm, yeah, there, there, there was a fraction of a second. I was like, "Wait, is he doing? Is he for real?" And then I was, "Oh no!" <laughs> um, yeah, Wesley always comes up with like these quick things, to, like, "Oh, I solved everything," and then, uh, yeah, he didn't solve everything, but no, he. he they, they. I mean, his character is that he's he's exceptionally intelligent. Like in his defense, that's the point. Is he's he's like a very intelligent guy. And you know he's he's got a bright future ahead of him at Starfleet, which he neglects in the end. But whatever, spoiler alert, I guess. Um, yeah, because Picard kind of he's like he's gonna make a fine officer one day. Um, and then you know obviously at the end, Wesley Crusher's like, I didn't do this all by myself. We're all part of a team. Cliche again. And um, I don't know. I I like this episode. I think um it was quick. It was a nice little quick episode because usually there's fillers and i don't want to say this was a filler episode but it kind of was it kind of <laughs> in a way uh, oh and um one of their demands was to stop delivering supplies to this uh the uh the opposition of the terrorists you know stop giving them supplies and do a blockade with the the enterprise I thought that was kind of silly of having no ships go in and out of the planet. But what do you guys think of the demand? You, you thought it was a silly uh, negotiation skills? I don't know. I mean, that's what they wanted. You're supposed to demand the world, and then they come back with blank, and then you take blank or something like that. So maybe he just wanted him to fuck off in the end. But if he'd got a blockade, he would have been happy with that too. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I recommend this film. I uh, film. 
I recommend this episode. Um, I think this is one of uh, Dr. Crusher's great episodes. Yeah, if you, if you like Dr. Crusher, this episode's great. Otherwise, like, I have to admit, I couldn't remember this episode until we watched it again. But it is, in fact, good. It's, it, uh, it's not one of my favorites. It's not the most memorable, but it's still a really good episode. Zach, what about you? Yeah, I liked it pretty well. It was uh, different uh, from what I expected, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I still am not really 100% sure what to expect out of it, any of these episodes anyway, so. <laughs> They're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is is different also. Yeah. Future Imperfect. It's a Riker episode. I and... felt uh, I felt bad a little bit for Zach on this one because he doesn't get the prep work about how um, there's there's like a Cold War going on. Oh, with the Romulans? With with the Romulans for, uh, for most I, of the last two-thirds. And they, they fill you in. Like, it's pretty clear. But I sort of figured. Like, I knew Romulans were, like, secret assholes in Star Trek or something. Very, like, very I, much so, yeah. I knew enough to figure it out. But, no, they're all, like, they're, they're, they're all spies and master of, of that kind of stuff. And they have a huge fleet. And there's, like, a big neutral zone. There, there's several episodes that are, like, just straight up the, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like, there's a cold war going on in next generation. And that's, that's what you need to know. I do have a question though. Uh, Cause I've never bothered to look into this. Are Romulans like related to Vulcans or something? Yes. Or is that like, I don't, yeah, I never that, did. I looked that up too. Cause I was watching next generation. And I swear they like never brought it up or something in, in deep space nine. They mention it though, because the ambassador that they send to talk of peace is, is Spock, I think, mm-hmm. because they're like they're they're divergent from the same ancestors or something. I mean, they're they're kind of like evil Vulcans, I guess. <laughs> so I, they- I, th- I think there's a more there's a more complicated backstory to it that I haven't been exposed to directly, but I had to look it up to like fully understand it. So they're dark space elves. Yeah, pretty much. They're 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 space drow. <laughs> they're the Russians of the space. Um, so yeah, this is a Riker episode, you know, it starts off with Riker's birthday and he's doing the trombone and, uh, gets a trombone for birthday. Yeah. And he, you know, fucks it up and blows out the candles and says, they're like, what did you wish for? And he's like, music lessons. And they all went, ha 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 ha. Yeah. And, um, Automatically in every Star Trek episode, you know, there's something they have to go to the planet because the planet's mysterious and let's see what's going on. Um, so him, I think it was LaForge and uh, Worf, Worf, Worf. Yep. Went, went on this planet and <laughs> it always happens when they go on this planet, especially when there's an enemy. Um, you know, I'm, I can't get any signal, you know, I, you know, the voice is not coming in clear. What's happening? There's got to be suspense. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Guess forms up, and uh, they all pass out. And then Riker wakes up 16 years <laughs> in the fucking future. And he's the captain of the Enterprise. Um, Dr. Crusher comes up, and I, 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 I got to admit, they did do pretty well with the makeup of making everybody a little bit older. Dr. Crusher looked a little bit older. Yeah, like they didn't overdo it. Everyone just had like a different hairdo. Like Picard had a badass goatee, and 
and like they they combed some gray into Riker's beard or something, and mm-hmm. and Troy had a little uh, gray streak going on. You know, <laughs> she was the only one that I thought didn't look all that good for like what they were doing. <laughs> it was just like, ah, just put a little random, little random gray streaks in your beehive hair, whatever. It's fine. This is a side tangent a little bit because when I saw Picard and uh, Troy like come up on the view uh, view screen and everything, uh, <laughs> I, I got like a flashback memory of Metal Gear Solid 4 when Roy Campbell and fucking Rose were in the Kodak thing. Huh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, they're kind of like uh, Rose and Roy Campbell, but whatever. I digress. If anybody's like a Star Trek fan and not a video game fan. You're probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? But anyway. Um, so, you know, Riker wakes up. Uh, apparently, the story is that when he was on that planet, he got contracted by a virus, which apparently happens at random. And he did like nine years on the Enterprise. And then all of a sudden, he went into a coma. And Sixteen years. Well, he... He right after that planet, like nine years, uh, he became captain. Right? Is that correct? Oh, something like that. Yeah. It's it's a they say it's like some weird retrovirus and like it lays dormant in your system and it can come back at any time. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And you forget everything, uh, pretty much when it enters your system. So pretty much when he went on that planet, he forgot about everything that happened when he became captain. Uh, apparently the Romulans and the Federation come up with a peace treaty and <laughs> Picard and fucking Troy were like on a Romulan warship or something like that. Romulan warbird. Yeah, and he was like going nuts and shit. Um, what, what question am I going to give you guys? What did you think of seeing Riker as captain. Do you think he would ever be captain uh, of a ship? Like, they, yes. they they hinted it a lot and, of times. And pretty much, like, every version of the future of Next Generation, whether it's fake or real, he becomes a captain. I, I think, there not there an episode where they offer him to become a captain of a ship, and he's, like, just ready to do it, and at the last minute, he's like, no, nah, I'm going to stay on the Enterprise, or something, I think. Uh, I think it's actually the, the Borg episode, uh, kind of... No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, he becomes acting captain during Best of Both Worlds, the Borg stuff. Yeah. I, I know what episode you're talking about where they offer him, and he's like, I don't know if I want to do it. And then at the end, pretty much he wants to stay on the Enterprise because it's the fucking Enterprise. <laughs> um, I like the idea that was happening in this episode, and I, I, I have to spoil it because... There's a there's a lot of red herrings in this movie uh, episode because you're like oh they're talking about Outpost Twenty Three are they trying to contract the uh, location is that why Riker's in this like hollow deck kind of uh, machine here Okay, if you haven't seen the episode, that's that's the first twist. You yeah. kind of jumped you jumped one of the story pegs there, but. Well, yeah, because there's not a lot to talk about because Riker's just like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, I have a son. His son is John Luke. At first, the, the drama is, it's 16 years in the future. Riker just lost his memory. Turns out he has a son. Turns out he used to have a wife. She's been dead for two years. Turns out uh, Picard's an admiral. And a bunch of other people got transferred. Blah, blah, blah. 
But then uh, he sees footage of his supposedly dead wife, and it's a woman that he met in a holodeck holodeck thing, so she's not real. And he immediately, like, what the fuck? Oh, my God, I'm in the thing. And he gets, like, real pissed off and, like, (laughs) okay, let's let's drop the charade. And then then the (laughs) Romulans are like, that's right, bitch, we captured you. (laughs) No, let's talk about that scene, I guess, when uh, Riker's just, like, always is, like, stupid so he goes i love up, that he starts being like real rude to everyone tells picard to shut up yeah. <laughs> he's like what what is wrong as in shut your mouth and stop talking <laughs> that part's really really great data's like i can't and he's like you never say i can't you idiot you used a yeah, contraction he used a contraction i fucking really like that that is yeah. so cool and it would have been easy for him to be like it's been 16 years i got an upgrade i, I use more uh I use more conversational speech patterns now, but no, uh, but uh, dropped it. The calculations thing, though, that's a, that's a giveaway. How long would it take us at warp one, warp four, warp nine? And he's like, uh, but I don't know. I'm the internet in a man, but for some reason, I, I can't do these calculations. <laughs> and then, uh, like, he goes up to warp. He's like, where'd you get that battle scar? What planet? What sector? And <laughs> warp is just like, I don't know. <laughs> Jordy, how long are you going to run that diagnostic? <laughs> 35 hours you could do it in less than one hour <laughs> so there's a twist a red herring uh where you think it's the romulans and you know they're trying to contract information from him yeah, it's this general who's a recurring a somewhat recurring villain up until this point they've run into him before mm-hmm. and you know, he goes into a jail cell and he sees the kid who played, you know, John Luke, the the son of Riker, in, in a the cell, and they do this like breaking out of prison kind of thing, and <laughs> and Riker again like picks up on the bullshit, and the Romulans are not real, <laughs> too, and I can't remember how does the kid give it away? He says something. Um, I think he says something about, um, fuck. About Why can't the, I remember it? Was it about the ship or was it about the pro, not program? I don't know. He says something obvious where just like. He uh, says something he couldn't have known. He, he calls the guy ambassador or whatever or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, he he's called not, him ambassador and he's like. He's, he's not, not ambassador. ambassador. Yeah. He's a, he's a captain or some bullshit. And he's like, well, uh, I heard you call him that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And he's like, no. And then no, no, no. <laughs> that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> that's not, it, it's, uh, it's not as satisfying of a gotcha moment as him on the bridge telling Picard to shut up and doing the stuff with data and Worf and stuff. But- like it is, it is cool. Cause it's like a double fake out. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so mind fucked. Oh my God. But it's it's not as fun for me. I didn't think. No, it, it, I think it was just Riker be like, oh, you know, again, stop tricking me. I'm tired of this. Yeah, and then the kid's like, oh, I was just left here. Was, uh, by the way, uh, t- the design of the alien that is the kid, it's terrible, right? Or am I just being an asshole? <laughs> it look, it looks really terrible. It looks like a kid's like. It looks like they went to Spirit of Halloween and picked up an alien costume and put a twelve year old in it. They put little lights in it. Yeah, and he's, he's got like the big doofy looking alien eyes and stuff. And I was like, really? Come on now. Why are you insulting his race like that? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm racist to fictional aliens. Also, um, I want to give props to the, the Romulan space laser effect. It is a very crisp green color. Yes. Really liked it. Um, there's not a lot. I mean, that that's the main twist at the end. You're just like, oh, he's on he's on the planet by himself. And, you know, he, uh, he, he uh, the Enterprise has been, been circling the planet all that time. And not, not, they say it's been like an hour, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the length that. of the episode, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was a fun little episode. Uh, I, I, I always like Riker episodes. I think Riker episodes are great. It's my favorite. Riker episodes are great. And I love episodes that deal with, like, what if future bullshit. Because there's a lot of that in Next Generation. And it's it's typically a lot of fun. I, I like all the ones of uh, the other universes, too. Like, when you see, there's an episode where you see, like, a billion hypothetical enterprises. It's it's a season finale or something. I think that was really great too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think Admiral Picard would be great. Oh, and one of the main things uh, you're like, oh Riker, you're the man that like brings peace to like the Romulans and <laughs> and, and the the Federation. And I thought that was bullshit right away because I'm like, Riker, really? I couldn't see him doing that. Because you can see Riker in this episode, like, the Romulans? Why is a Romulan warbird there? Like, why are we talking about Outpost 23? Fuck this. <laughs> and apparently he's supposed to be the man of peace uh, that brings it to the table. Well, he, like, uh, th- there was a disaster. A ship was 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 going to explode. He saved a bunch of people or something. The Romulans are like, that was a pretty cool thing you did. That was okay. And then they showed Riker like being a father, kind of a little bit, when the kid plays that whatever weird sport where it's apparently dangerous for a teenager, and he's just like, "You can't do that. You're gonna die, idiot." <laughs> and then Crusher is like, "You need to like stop it. You were doing that at your age." I don't know. I, I, I like all the episodes, even if they're imaginary. I like all the episodes with the Romulans because their uh, their uniforms are stupid. <laughs> but they're still like really intimidating somehow. Their haircuts are stupid too. Basically, Robulans look ridiculous, but are still somehow intimidating and scary. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how nice they're going to be in the episode I chose. I think they're nice people in that one. I can't remember. <laughs> Zach, what about you? What did you think of this episode? <clears throat> uh, I like this episode. I like good fake outs and stuff. And this was kind of that. And I got to see some like Romulan shit, and that's like stuff I'm not terribly familiar with. As that's, I already that, made that's it some of the clear. best stuff. It's some of the best. Oh, I love it. Like I kind of knew what their role is in Star Trek. I just I I'm not really familiar with them. The Space Soviet Union. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that's that. That's what I figured. It's always um, it's always funny when like either both sides go in the neutral zone, or like, and they just show up out of nowhere, and be like, "Hey, what are you doing? You in the neutral zone?" fuck out of here yeah i always really like they're like uh a ship has entered the neutral zone and like immediately the other side is on top of them what the fuck are you doing in the neutral zone you're not supposed to be here bitch and they're like (laughs) oh we detected a weird thing we're just looking into it they're like get out of here (laughs) (laughs) you're now you're in the neutral zone i'm not i'm not i'm I'm not touching you you're not touching me oh yeah it's great i'm not scanning you i'm not scanning you or whatever Prepare scanners prepare prepare space torpedoes prepare lasers now (laughs) shield red alert everything That's Worf. Worf is like, let's fucking kill him. And Picard's like, no. <laughs> Zach, of the four episodes we've watched, which one has been your favorite thus far? 
probably still the one with uh, uh, Jordy and Data going into the the, the, holodeck. the holodeck. Yeah. Hey, oh, the, elementary dear Data. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I love holodeck, holodeck episodes. I'm telling you, you got to watch more. These were good though. So I'm guessing we, you know, all recommend both episodes, right? That I picked. Yeah, especially um, especially the second one. Cool, cool. Yeah. Andy, what are your episodes that are coming up next week? Um, I can't remember what season and episode they are, but uh, Chain of Command, uh, famously the one where Picard is taken prisoner by uh, the Romulans. And th- there's a lot of moments in that episode that are really famous, but it's the, it's the overall context. And the, the B-plot of that episode, If it, I don't know which one's the A-plot, which one's the B-plot, but the B-plot is uh, they send a new officer to take control of the Enterprise, and everyone's like, this guy's an asshole. But at the end, ah, I, won't, I won't reveal too much. But yeah, he's an asshole. It's funny. He, he like, uh, uh, never mind. We'll talk about it next. Uh, and uh, what's the name of the other episode I chose? It's the one where there's like an officer exchange program. And Rike, it's a Riker episode, so you'll love it. But it's a, there's an officer exchange program, and he has to go serve on a Klingon bird of honor. Uh, oh, a uh, matter of honor. Matter of honor. That's it. Yeah, they they send Riker to serve on a bird of prey, and they send a Klingon to serve in Riker's place, and it's like a temporary officer exchange thing. I like all the episodes that have to do with uh, the Klingon culture too. It's weird. I love I love all the stuff about the Romulans. I love the Klingon stuff, and I love all the Cardassian stuff. I like all the weirdo militant um, races in Star Trek. Okay, so I have the seasons here. So A Matter of Honor is season two, episode eight. And then uh, Chain of Command part one and two is season six, episode 10 and 11. Okay. I was about to say, are we going to stay only in the first three seasons? But no, it's way, way, bit, way down the road, season six. And I'm going to be putting a post on our Facebook page uh, to have the fans pick their two. Yes. Uh, so um, keep an eye out on that. We'll probably announce it next week episode on what the fans will be picking for us to watch. Um, uh, again, fans, you can pick one of the great episodes, Inner Light, eh? or like Darmok, or choose a terrible episode. I don't care. Imagine somebody chooses like the fucking last episode <laughs> of the series. That would be fucking uh, ruining for me. Um... Hey, we have Jay in the chat. What's going on? Hey, what's up? Star Trek. <laughs> the next generation. We just finished talking about the high ground and future imperfect. A Riker episode and a Crusher episode, Dr. Crusher. All what right. Was the high, what was the high ground in the high ground? I wondered that too. Was it the moral high ground? Well, the terrorists are literally underground, so maybe it's everything. I mean, maybe the transporter dimensional thing is the high ground, if you think about it. Maybe the Enterprise has the high ground because it's not really involved in all this shit until it got dragged into it. They literally got the high ground. Yeah, makes you think. Maybe it's a bad name for that episode. Maybe it is. (laughs) All right, guys. Remember to watch uh, Andy's episodes, which is Chain of Command and A Matter of Honor, and come back, and then we will discuss it Remember, spoilers all the time here on Big Trouble Little Podcast. Guys, let's get some news that matter to us. Andy, what happened in Nintendo with Zelda? What's going on? 
Well, not just Zelda, but uh, Mario. All, all the big news came out of the Mario oh, yeah. Direct. It's the Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary, so they announced Mario 35, which is like Tetris 99, except it's Super Mario Brothers. And when you defeat enemies, it sends them to everyone else's or several other people's screens, and it's free to anyone who has a Nintendo Online subscription. So that sounds like a lot of fun. It's $20. Um, and, huh? It's $20 for online, so it's worth it. Yeah, $20 for a whole year. Like, that's worth it all day long. Um, they announced uh, they've added Mario All-Stars to the SNES thing on the the Nintendo Online thing. They announced a new Mario Kart that uses, like, actual toy carts that have cameras on them so you can set the track up in your home, which is bonkers and cool, and I'm already thinking about cool ways to do that or anything else. Um, they announced <laughs> uh, Super Mario Brothers 3D World is coming to the Switch, plus Bowser's Fury, which they didn't elaborate on much, but... That was one of my absolute favorite Wii U games. So if Bowser's Fury is interesting, I might pick it up. But otherwise, I beat the snot out of that game. Like, I even got all the, the the extra stars and coins and stamps and shit in the first, like, eight worlds. But the big announcement... Did I miss anything? The big announcement was uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which is Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Galaxy in a pack that they said they're only going to offer for a limited time, which yeah, is to Nintendo weird. saying... Oh, all the scalpers should buy this. Oh, we suck. Blah. But whatever. I mean, you can you can openly pre-order it from Walmart, GameStop, Amazon, Best Buy, everywhere right now. It's digital but, uh, too, right? It's what? It's digital. Like you can buy it digital. Yeah, right? you can buy it digital too. You can buy it digital all day long. That, that won't be a big deal. Oh, and also the Game and Watch thing. There's going to be a limited Game and Watch thing that comes out in November that has the original Super Mario Brothers and Lost Levels and a clock and a ball game all on it. Which eh, seems kind of cool. It, it just seems like the hot, the Nintendo Mini, the thing that everyone's going to be selling on eBay for way too much this Christmas. But yeah, Mario 3D All Stars was the star. I can't fucking wait for that. Like I haven't pre-ordered a game in a while, but like I pre-ordered it as soon as it went up. I, was like, I can't fucking wait for that because I've been I've uh, I've never played Sunshine. I played it like a little bit. My sister owned it, but I've never really played through it with any success oh I'm, I'm gonna do it the moment that gets here and uh, i've been itching to play mario 64 again too i watched a bunch of oni plays videos they played it and it's just kind of been in, in the back of my head the only thing i'm kind of pissed off about is like they could up res mario 64 i don't want a full remaster but there is a they did up the resolution did they yeah because the only up res is the sunshine no, the, the resolution of the original Mario 64 when it's coming out of a Nintendo 64 is 240. And then the Wii and the Wii U uh, downloads were 480 and the new one's 720. I'm thinking like maybe the texture packs that they have, like the mods that I see out there. Oh, well, that's it. not resolution. Yeah. I, fuck, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about my 4Ks and my 2Ks and 1Ks. Well, there's there's two sides to that argument. Um they're like some people are like oh, i want everything remastered it's gotta look great i saw a really funny meme where it was like the original cloud strife cloud strife and remastered the original leon kennedy leon kennedy and remake the original mario 64 uh just mario 64 <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh yeah that's right they didn't do anything but like sometimes that's what you want like mario 64 is already a fun game it doesn't have to look pretty it already looks pretty. It's colorful. And they like brightened up the colors and sunshine and galaxy both. 
So, but there's a lot, there's, um, it's going to be based on the, I'm going to mispronounce this, the Shindao release in, in Japan. Japan got an exclusive release of Mario 64 after the fact, like it was a launch title in both countries and in Europe. But afterward, like a year later, they released the Shindao, again, I'm mispronouncing that, versions of both Mario 64 and Wave Race 64. And all it did was like uh, fix a few like graphical and glitchy kind of things and add Rumble Pack support because this was after the after Star Fox had come out. So the new version is almost definitely based on that because apparently in it, instead of saying so long, Gay Bowser, which is hilarious and we all love it, he doesn't actually use so long, Gay Bowser. Uh, he says bye-bye or goodbye or whatever, which is what's in the trailer. And in the Shindale version, they fix a lot of stuff that speedrunners use, uh, specifically the somewhat famous uh, backwards long jump that you can do up the stairs because usually the stairs are infinite. You can't get up them. But if you turn Mario around and do a long jump and then pull the stick back, he'll like fly backwards in air and the game will freak out and it'll let you skip that but you won't be able to do that in this version. So there's like, there's people who are upset that it's not the exact same. And then there's people like you that are upset that they didn't change everything. So I don't know. You can't win. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to get it because one, I want to play sunshine again. I actually beat that game. I didn't beat Mario 64. So that's another reason for me to get it. I never, ever played Mario galaxy. So it's great. Galaxy's great. I don't know why Nintendo forgot galaxy two exists, but yeah, galaxy is excellent. Yeah, so I'm hyped for that. I'm hoping down the road we get more of these all stars again. Um, but I uh, I've seen a lot of people clamoring for all kinds of other stuff because they've done it with the original Super Mario Brothers, now Mario 3D, and they did it with Kirby. And next year is the something if anniversary of zelda so everyone was like oh do one with zelda but they seem to be making enough money releasing zelda's like individually rebastered to to because they do that like every generation so i don't know if that'll happen but lots of people saying doing it with metroid do it with the wario land games for god's sake but yeah zach what about you would you are you hyped for mario or no not really okay <laughs> <laughs> like uh the N64, the Mario 64 thing, uh, I wouldn't have expected them to HDify it or anything anyway, but it's already going to look better by virtue of not being on the N64. Yeah, the 64's graphics have aged poorly. It has this weird shit in the, the graphics chip where it puts this soft filter on everything. And it doesn't own the board. Like, you, yeah. can't, you can't change the uh the cable because when it reaches the the multi out it has already done it that's why there's a lot of uh hard mods like the ultra hdmi and stuff that have to like take the video signal from like way back on the board but that's that's neither here nor there i don't know if we need to get in the weeds talking about that or not so if you've ever wondered why why n64 games look so blurry now you know they did it on purpose there's a couple games where there's a there's a code that'll disable it though and it's always like a what if i think um quake 64 is one of them it has like a cheat code that disables that the, the blur shit filter and it makes the game look like crisp and great and everyone's always been like oh, god damn it nintendo why did you fuck this up so bad <laughs> it's one of the weird decisions they make that they just they just do and i gotta admit at the time i never noticed it it's, yeah. it's more of like a, a looking back kind of thing like now that i know what could have been but at the time i was never like oh, golden eye looks like shit i can't play that game it looked great at the time so 
No, we were too busy playing it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, in addition, today, like, they just announced all that Mario shit, and everyone was excited about that. And then today, they released a video where, uh, 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 what's his name, A.G. Nauma or whatever, the, the producer of the Zelda series, is like, uh, hey, I'm going to announce a new Zelda game. And everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a, a prequel to Breath of the Wild, because in Breath of the Wild, they're always talking about the war that happened 100 years ago between Calamity Ganon's forces and the forces of Hyrule and the four um, the, the, the four heroes that you meet throughout Breath of the Wild like fought in this conflict. And uh, it's it's like, you know, there were there's big battles and the stupid guardians were involved. And uh, it's uh, and then and, and Link gets injured and that's why they put him into stasis for a hundred years and he loses his memory. I guess the premise is he's being told what happened a hundred years ago. And it's being made by uh, Koei Tecmo, so it's a warrior-style game. And at first, it's like, yeah, that's not really what I wanted, but it makes sense because it's about a war. It's about, like, a big battle with tons of soldiers and stuff. Yeah. But they made it alongside, uh, with support from, rather, the Zelda team. Like, all the original art assets, all the designs and stuff. So it looks exactly like Breath of the Wild. It, like to see the trailer, you would think it was just in the Breath of the Wild engine, and they just used all the Breath of the Wild assets again. But no, I guess it really is a Warriors game, and like um, design-wise, artistically-wise, I mean, the game looks really good, and I really liked um, Hyrule Warriors, so I'm really excited about it. But I know a lot of people who don't don't care for it particularly, but uh, I'm interested to know the story. Because it seems like there was this big cataclysmic battle that Hyrule loses, basically. So I kind of want to see what happens. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get my hands on it because I do like the Hyrule Warrior games. It's one of my favorite. Um, I'm gonna Zach. Do you care about Zelda? Not really. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I've already said I'm not super into Nintendo's core properties. I always like their weird offshoot properties that don't ever make enough money to put a bunch of releases out for. Yeah. Um, did you have news that you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Somebody put doom on a pregnancy test and it was great. <laughs> um, and, uh, I did want to mention a little bit of wrestling news just to ease the burden on us for, for Thursday. Okay. Since I had nothing else at all that, that I, I deemed worthy of talking about. Um, there was uh, like AEW had, was it all out? Yeah. Yeah. It was all out. Yeah. I, I get, I still am not getting their names straight on their pay-per-views. <laughs> um, they had all out recently and I guess it was okay show, I suppose. Um, but the big deal at all out was that Matt Hardy had a match and he took a fall off of a, Cherry I guess picker. that, yeah, cherry picker, and he was supposed to go through a table. He went too far past the table and looked like he hit his head on the concrete and passed out. And uh, yeah, apparently he passed out. I didn't know that part. Um, and everybody f lost their shit because uh, they, uh, I guess he came back too, and they medically checked him gave him a concussion test on the spot or some shit and he passed it is that is what they're saying mm -hmm. 
and they continued the match and it, it was over and everybody was like, what the fuck? Because he took a pretty bad fall there and he they let him finish the match. To be fair, Tony Khan um, was very calm about this. Like, he obviously did the, we did a head concussion test or anything, he passed, and then we brought him to the hospital uh, to make sure that he's okay. Yeah. Matt's wife, Rebby Hardy, was the one who was panicking everybody. She yeah, she's, had, she overreacts to fucking everything, like I told you before. <laughs> she was on Twitter going, which, by the way, like, if you're looking at this from a standpoint of a loved one, a family member, I could see that, but... This is her. This yeah. is how she reacts to everything. That's not an exaggeration. But she was running <laughs> her mouth. Like, she... You gotta think, she was burning bridges before, like... And I bet you Matt Hardy's like, dude, sh shut the fuck up. Like, I'm gonna have no job if you keep on talking. Like, that's how bad it was. She's She was, like, calling for people's heads. She told, like, you know, Matt Hardy was stupid for doing this spot and then, like, called Sammy Guevara fucking stupid as well. Um, And then, you know, obviously, it, it's whatever. I mean, yeah. Matt Hardy fucking... <laughs> He did much things worse in the WWF in his heyday, but my only opinion is, like, he shouldn't be doing this type of stuff in his age. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, it's like, I, I think I said something like, uh, couldn't a fucking grudge match have sufficed? Why do they have to fall off cherry pickers and throw people off scaffolding? It's, what the fuck? Just have a good match. Yeah, and if you, if you want to hear more about this stuff, make sure you uh, listen to Getting Some Color this Thursday at 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time live. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You never know. But any, any, anything else, Zach? No, that's it. All right. So Xbox got some news. So they decided to, like, release leak uh, their Xbox Series S, which is the Lockhart, their low-end uh, console that is coming out. Boy, oh boy, did the news broke at... Well, the leak itself broke at 12.30 a.m. in the morning. It got officially announced by Xbox at 2.46 a.m. in the morning, where they're just like, all right, it's official, you know, it's coming out uh, November 10th, and it's going to be for $300. And I'm going, wow, that's pretty interesting. Now, keep in mind, this is only digital console. This means you can't buy hard, uh, hard disk or anything or physical copies and put it in there, um, which I'm all about. So I want to explain because this is what Xbox tweeted out. And it, they had their little... Did uh, you say the 10th? Yes, November 10th. It's a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So... What the video that they launched out, it said all digital next gen console, faster load times because of this uh, the SSD, higher frame rates, which apparently some games are going to be 120 frames per second on that console. Uh, richer, more dynamic worlds, whatever that fucking means. Buzzwords. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah. Uh, next generation gaming performance. Apparently. This is going to be as good, as, a little bit better as the Xbox One X that is out right now. Uh, and it is the smallest Xbox ever. Like, it's tiny compared to the Series X. 
apparently you could fit it in the backpack. So wait, what's it look like? Uh, it, it looks like a white binder <laughs> with like a vent, a big circle black vent. Uh, to obviously, uh, just look it up right now. You'll see it. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, there's some pictures that uh, compare it to what the Xbox One X looks like. Um, so it I, is tiny. Yeah, I think the strategy for this of them leaking it because Sony's little uh, thing that they're going to announce tomorrow apparently has something to do with the PlayStation 5 price. And I think they wanted to put this out there to kind of push on their all digital thing. So Sony's PlayStation 5's uh main console and the digital console apparently are the same specs uh, except one is without a uh, cd drive or a blu-ray drive whatever the fuck you want to call it and by having xbox have a 300 fucking system which is a little bit better than the xbox one x kind of makes things interesting apparently uh the xbox one s is going to have ray tracing um now it I'm sorry, not not to step on what you said. I read an interesting article about how ray tracing might just be this generation's blast processing. Like, apparently it's somewhat of a nonsense word. Yeah. Uh, so, temp temper your expectations for now. I don't really care. Uh, here, Here's my thing. I think play, uh, PlayStation, I think PC gaming uh, is going to be back on top again. I think consoles are going to be uh, second best. Because remember, consoles used to be on top, and then you had, like, PC, which was, like, the dying race, but, like, still uh, people uh, stayed with it. Um, my thing is, I'm getting older. I don't need games that have 4K in it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't care about that anymore. Like, us doing the Accelerated Gamer, I dig the whole old games. You, you don't need good graphics in order to have fun. And accelerated gamers showed me that, <laughs> and I'm just, <laughs> and, and I'm it's just, already a success. Yeah, and I just want to. I'm thinking about getting the Xbox One S because there's no reason for me to get the Series X unless they announce something that is mind blowing for me. If they say something that is mind blowing, then I'll find, <laughs> then I'll get the X. But right now, I think I'm going for the S. Um, because I'm big into Game Pass and. The backwards compatibility list, I could buy the game for $10 digital, some of the games. Some are a little bit more expensive, like Call of Duty, because that's Activision being greedy as fuck. Um, but Ninja Gaiden for the Xbox original, $10. And that's one Did of my... Did you see the rumors that there's going to be an Xbox, or an Xbox, uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma trilogy or whatever, re-release HD bullshit coming soon? Yep. Yeah. And... uh I don't know. It got me a little excited back because I'm I'm gonna be truthful with you guys. I was kind of feeling down with this whole chicken bullshit that they were tr doing, where they're just like staring at each other. Waiting. It's been weighing on you heavy lately. I have noticed that. Yeah, and them leaking this and being three hundred dollars. The only other bummer thing that I hope is not gonna happen is because of coronavirus. I hope they're just like, oh, we only made like. Uh, like each store is going to get like 70 so you better pre-order quickly I hope that doesn't happen oh and one more thing about Xbox 
So they uh, Xbox Microsoft has this all access program, and you know how like you do a payment plan for phones. They're kind of doing that with consoles. So if you don't have five hundred dollars for like the Series X, or you know three hundred dollars for the Series S, if you go to Best Buy, I think Amazon and also the Microsoft Store, you could. Uh, do a payment plan. I believe it's thirty-five dollars per month for the Series X, and twenty. So it, it's a layaway, but you get it now. Yes, it's interesting. If you don't have the money, you could do it that way. And I mean, if there's a a, a short supply on it, I don't even know if that's going to be necessary. Is it? Yeah, that's that's the only thing that I'm like positive about. I'm like, if they're pushing this all access thing, that means they made a ton. And that they want to get everybody into the ecosystem. Sony's the only one that is going. Uh, we don't know if we're going to have a lot, so do this sign-up sheet, and yeah. we'll get we'll get back so, to you. You can sign up for the privilege of maybe giving us money. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, what happens if you don't pay it though after the first installment? I don't know. Yeah, maybe do they like send someone to reimburse <laughs> it? Yeah, do they come <laughs> confiscated from you, or maybe. do like? Here's what I think they would do. They would fucking turn somehow interfere with your uh, Xbox's ability to interact online or some shit. Maybe, or uh, maybe Bill yeah. Gates sends Sam Fisher to your house. Maybe that's like a more interesting one. <laughs> that's way more interesting. But I bet they do some kind of bullshit like how Apple will break your phone; they'll break your fucking Xbox. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll see. Again. Apparently, Aaron Greenberg was uh, in the chat of one of the podcasts that I listened to and said that there's more news coming this week, apparently. So, finally, fuckers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there, there needs to be new news at least every other week at this point. It's to just, make, yeah, it's to make close up to November everything. 10th. Yeah, yeah. now we, we're, we're literally like fucking basically two months away now. Yeah. Yeah, so. As of right now, I'm all on Series S. Like I said, because of the new news, if if news blows my mind on the Series X, I'll get it. And we'll go from there. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's my news. Just a bunch of As of right now, I'm seriously pricing Virtual Boys on eBay. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pricing CDIs. <laughs> Well, another thing that kind of like made me go for the S because you guys are more physical copies. Because yeah, I thought I wish I could pivot my camera to show you the big wall of physical media I have in the next room. Yeah, because I I thought about it. I'm like, do I want to get the Series X and then get you know buy the games on eBay? But then I was like, if they do it reasonably priced on Xbox Store, I don't want I don't want to pay somebody for you know if they handle their fucking disc shitty. And take that risk and just get it digitally. Yeah. I I don't go to like Goodwill and all that stuff, or I don't have good fleet markets for you know getting good games, retro games. <sighs> I haven't in a while. I miss it. All right, I miss I, the fleas and the Goodwills. <laughs> I think we'll end it here. Um, if you want, unless Zach, you have any la or Andy, you guys have any last uh, things you guys want to talk about before we sign off. No. No. All right. So we're going to sign it off, everybody. This is Big Trouble Little Podcast for the Nerd Review Network. 
If you want to catch us, uh, our podcast, like getting some color, the Nemesis Project, if we ever get to it, um, which I, I'm, I'm literally almost done with the second book. So soon we're gonna have the Nemesis Project. Okay. Um, trying to think what else. But if you uh, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Red Circle, and Stitcher. If you type in Nerd Review Network, you get those great podcasts. Oh, an accelerated gamer! Holy shit! Soon, episode one will be coming out. Andy Very Gordon. soon. I should I should be done working on it tonight yeah. or tomorrow. So keep an eye out on that. And I have some surprises soon with my YouTube channel that I'm working on about Game Pass. Um, other than that. You guys are gonna be streaming any games on your YouTube's or Twitch? Death Stranding for now, um, in the short term. I, I'm not married to the idea of streaming all of Death Stranding. Like, there's too many parts where there's just like a long cutscene. I don't really have anything to say. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I'm flip flopping on what I'm gonna do about that. But I will, if I'm not streaming that, I'll definitely stream something else. And uh, once uh, 3D All Stars hits, I'm gonna be streaming Sunshine like a son of a bitch. Cool. And where can they catch that stuff? Twitch.tv slash the cliche mustache. Zach, what about you? Uh, planning to stream maybe Marvel's Avengers on your YouTube? Uh, no, I don't tend to stream brand new games but uh, the first time I play them. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's still kind of uh, me streaming still hinging on me. <laughs> This game's suddenly taking up a bunch of my time, and I intend to finish it out. Mm-hmm. And I've got some other stuff I need to finish before I'll start streaming things. Yeah, this weekend, I'm back at home, and I'm not going to be at my parents, so you're going to catch some Alan Wake on twitch.tv slash joedub35. I might, I don't know if I, I, I might buy Marvel Avengers this week, or I might buy Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. <laughs> I was thinking about picking that up too. I've been hearing nothing but good stuff. I was kind of hoping people would be like, eh, but apparently it's good. And I'm like, oh shit, now I really want it. Or I might just get both because I'm crazy like that. So uh I've got Tony Hawk on fucking PS1. Why why do I need this? I have it on PS1 and Dreamcast and 64 somehow. Shit. I got it on Well, no, I, I think on one of them it's two. I can't remember which one. Some of the music didn't survive the transition. Yeah. That's a very key part of the game. Oh, I was uh, I was looking at it on uh, Twitter. Apparently, there is people have been doing this thing. Well, they they are buying the digital version from like Korea or something, and the soundtrack is all like K-pop instead. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like uh, like they do that on purpose because that's what they want. And I was like, oh, that's fucking bizarre. I really <laughs> wish that there was like a download though that you could switch between like the Japanese soundtrack or like the European soundtrack, and it would be like all different stuff. That would be great. Oh man! I mean, the American soundtrack to Tony Hawk is a fucking masterpiece. But you know what I mean? Like, it'd be cool to have the other stuff there. I got a uh, Tony Hawk. I think one and two on GameCube? I don't know. I, I bought it with my GameCube because I got that and fucking The Incredibles because they were trying to get rid of the console, I guess, and I got that game with GameCube. All right, guys. I think we'll end it here. Remember, Star Trek, A, a Matter of Honor, and what was the other episode? Chain of Command. A Chain of Command, part one and two. Until next time, everybody, 
Have a good day. Thanks for listening. Bye.